And, you know, that's that's quite a rare weekend. It, it seems as if it's been like months, doesn't it, really, without football? Yeah, definitely. That's what I was thinking the other day. It just feels like absolutely forever since we've been at St James's Park. Yeah, it does. And um, I mean, how have you how have you entertained yourself over the over the last couple of weeks? Have you been doing other things, you know, other than going to watch football? Or have you been taking in some non-league? What have you been up to? I've been watching some other teams' games, which is a rarity for me because I tend to just watch Newcastle. I think that's the way I've always been. Been watching the cup match today with uh, Nottingham Forest and Leicester. Watched the Man U v Middlesbrough game the other night, and there's been some good football on. To be fair. And I believe there's birthday celebrations in the house as well. It's happy birthday to your mum. Yeah, it's my mum's birthday today, so big happy birthday to her. I know she doesn't like a lot of attention and stuff, so I'll not bang on about it too much. But yeah, she's had a good day, which is fantastic. Now, knowing that the bag that we got for Christmas, right, for a Christmas trip away from your mum, I mean, does she have to do her own party food? I mean, the stuff that we got for what. Christmas trip was absolutely tremendous, by the way. Well, I was spoiled as a as a fellow passenger in in the car. Um, does does, it, does the rules get reversed? And does your dad start presenting her with like kebab and pie and chips with gravy all over it and plenty of tomato sauce on the top? Is all of that? Is that what she's been presented with the day? Or does does your dad pitch in and do the buffet? I mean, thankfully for her, no, she is a vegetarian as well, so I don't think she'd appreciate that very much. Um, we haven't really done much of a buffet. I think both me and my dad lacking in the in the cooking department, but we did go out for a nice meal. And my dad did spoil that with our presents, to be fair to him, so it wasn't all bad. Uh, those pound CDs come in handy at, uh, at last. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Okay, uh, enough of that. Happy birthday, uh, Mrs. Blades. I hope you've had a good day from me and uh, thank you for everything you've done for me uh, over the last uh, 12 months as well. It's been great. Uh, very spoiled, I've got to be honest, on, on, on these away trips. Okay, as always, this show is all about what you've got to say. Um, so please uh, ping in uh, any questions that you've got or any suggestions. I do want to point to the fact that at the top of the chat, if you can see the chat on YouTube tonight, um, I have uh, posted a crowdfunding page for John Owen's family. Now, of course, most of you will know John as John from Jab, um, sadly taken from us this week. Um, the, uh, the GoFundMe page is up there now, and um, it's a just giving page, sorry. Um, the target was a thousand pound for the family. Um, this is going to help go towards the the funeral, of course, and and, and anything that they need. Um, I'm pleased to say uh, that in a short space of time, we are up to three thousand five hundred pound for John's family. So uh, anything that the NUFC Matters community can do to help that cause, uh, please do so. I understand times are hard, um, but if you can make any donation by clicking onto that. Um, www.justgiving.com uh, crowdfunding page it is pinned at the top of the chat so hopefully those of you who are online on your computer will be able to see that and you can make a donation no matter how big or small but as i say that that money is all going to go to the family and uh, thank you very much for that and if if you wonder who john is uh, we did a wonderful tribute last night uh, it was it was hastily arranged uh, five o'clock last night and we did a, a nice tribute of uh, friends uh, on there and I know that it was a lot of comfort for for Nicola, his, uh, his wife. So um, if you want to watch that, watch it. It uh, gives you a little in insight into who John was. It was fantastic. Okay, John Askew, good evening. He says, the majority of the fan base would like to see Lascelles rested but think he'll start on Tuesday. After Shaw's blinder at Leeds, he's in danger of being dropped. Strange old game, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we were at Leeds. Shaw played well. 
no doubt about it. Um, Lascelles, you know, he's always going to split opinions. Um, we brought a new centre-half in. One would imagine Dan Byrne is going to start straight away on Tuesday night. Who would you like to see partner him, Holly? Yeah, I would put Shaw in definitely with Dan Byrne. I think if we went for a four at the back, those two in the centre would be ideal. And then obviously we've got new wing-backs on both sides. So I think that's pretty much the defence sorted. But for me, I totally agree. I don't think Lascelles should be playing on Tuesday. Yeah, I would say that Lascelles um, will probably start. I'm definitely one of those people that uh, that John is talking about. I think Lascelles will start the game, um, and I think he'll play alongside Dan Byrne. I think anyhow won't want to upset the the atmosphere in the dressing room um, because he's the captain, and uh, I think that he will wait and see how that partnership goes before he maybe makes a, a different decision. But I think Shaw is a great sub to have um, if that is the way that he's going to go. And, and I've got to I've got to be honest. Holly Lascelles does play better when he's playing alongside better players. Um, Lejeune, for example, when Lejeune was playing pre, you know, operations, shall we say, before he got those two horrific injuries. Um, when he played alongside Lejeune's, Lascelles looked quite competent. Do you know what I mean? And he he doesn't panic as much when he's not got the responsibility of being the main man in the back four. Um, if he's playing alongside somebody who knows what they're doing and is experienced then he tends to play better. So, you know, do you think I'm right with that or do you disagree? I think you are right to an extent. I think he did play a lot better with Lejeune when he was at the club. Um, but since then, I think we've struggled to find a partner that works well with him. And I think, unfortunately, um, for me, in recent games, Fabian Shaw has done a lot better. I do agree, though. I think Eddie Howe will keep Lascelles in the side with him being the captain until the end of the season. But I think Shaw's by far the better centre-back now. I don't think we're going to see a massive improvement from Lascelles, regardless of who he plays with, because I think... Not just his ability, but I think his confidence will be pretty much rock bottom this season because it is fair to say that he's, you know, taken a lot of stick and that's been justified as well. So for me, I can't see much of an improvement from the cells. There might be a little bit there, a bit of a bounce with Dan Byrne, but we, again, we haven't seen them play together, so we don't know how they'll play as a partnership. Yeah, OK. This song's been doing the rounds, Tom. I have seen it elsewhere. Maxi is a dancer. Bruno is the answer. Shelby sprays it everywhere. Joe Linton win tackles, Trippier down the channel, big damn burn in the air. Whoa, where Newcastle? Whoa, you can feel it in the air. Yes, it's a good song. I do quite like it. I think it's a little bit difficult for fans to learn, and it's certainly very difficult for me to sing. Uh, still no singing awards for me uh, after that. Uh, Tom Dixon says, let's get behind all of our five players and the rest of the team on Tuesday night, all of the new five players. Yeah, I mean, the atmosphere is going to be important, isn't it? I mean, of course, Everton had the first game under Frank Lampard yesterday in the FA Cup, and it was a comprehensive win for Frank Lampard's uh, boys. Uh, another injury was sustained, though, um, for, for their team. Uh, I think it was a hamstring injury to uh, to one of them midfield players. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, that that that's a blessing in disguise for us. But, yeah, it's going to be a tough game, Holly. It is going to be a tough game. I think we would want to play um, Everton before Rafa got sacked. I think that's when they were probably at their lowest and it would have been a good time to play them. Of course, they got sacked and then they had the interim manager. They lost that first game and now obviously Frank Lampard's been appointed, who I think is a really, really good um, decision by the Everton board, to be honest. I think I would have liked to have seen him at Newcastle when uh, Steve Bruce was sacked. Um, and I think you'll do very well at Everton. You're just hoping that 
it's still taking a bit of time to get adjusted under the new management in the Premier League. And I do still believe that we are capable of winning that game. I think we'll have a bounce as well, considering it's arguably um, we've had the best transfer window in January. I've seen a few people saying that they would like to have had Gerard or Lampard in instead of Howe. Are you still happy with the manager? Yeah, I'm still happy with Eddie Howe so far. I think, look, for me, Eddie Howe, um, he was one of the only managers that was there willing to take the job from the offset. A lot of people didn't want it because it's a very difficult job. He was taken over from Steve Bruce. The club was in a mess. We were in the bottom three. It wasn't appealing for a lot of people. Fair enough. You know, he put his head above the power at birth. He came in. Um, he's done He's done okay. I don't think he's done well um but ultimately you can't judge him too much because he can only do so much with that limited squad that he has i think i'll certainly be judging him a lot more in the second half of the season now that he has the five new players in which were his choice um but yeah i would have there's other managers i would have liked at the time but i'm still happy with eddie howe yeah yeah me too uh you know he's settled in he's like a comfy pair of slippers at the minute i think and um you know it is it's over to him now with the five players that have come in uh to get the best out of them to you know br bring them into the team and hopefully get us back uh, up that league and of course yesterday's result holly um between burnley and watford well it couldn't have been any better i'm glad no neither team won it was nil nil so the goal difference wasn't um wasn't affected either and burnley uh who uh, you know a couple of weeks ago had four games in hand now only have two games in hand and they're still a couple of points behind newcastle and of course the gap between us and and the teams above us now is is, is better as well so newcastle beating everton would would be a major result and and could you know could kick start our season again yeah, I agree. And for me, I think it's a must win. Um, it wouldn't be a disaster if we didn't win, but I think we need to because if we win that game, that puts us um, in a good footing just to like start winning games and climbing the league, clawing our way out of that bottom three. As we're not far adrift, I think there's like one point between us and the team above us, which isn't a lot at all. It's not a lot to ask. I'm still worried. I'm still not 100% confident we can sort it out, but we need to be winning that game because we do have some difficult ones coming up. There is some winnable games as well, to be fair. You read me mind there because that was going to be my next question because you've been quite sceptical. You you know, you more or less accepted relegation, you know, a couple of weeks ago. You said, we're, we're not going to get out of this. We're going down. Obviously, we went to Leeds. We won. Have you changed your mind, uh, you know, with, with the, the fact we've drawn our last two in the league and won uh, a game as well? So we're unbeaten in three and we've now brought in five players who, you know, have all strengthened the squad. My opinion hasn't changed yet. Um, I think it could change depending on how we do in the next few games, how the new players settle into the side, but not yet, no. Um, obviously, we're in touching distance. We have been for most of the season, and that's purely down to the fact that the teams in the bottom half of the league have been you know, horrendous. The standard's been very, very poor of the football that's being played. Any other year, I think we would have been rock bottom of the league and, you know, too far adrift to be um, even kind of having a bit of hope that we could stay up. But, um, Look, the new players, I think, are great. I think there's some players there that will definitely improve the side. I think we will improve as a team. The football will be better to watch. But do I think we're going to start winning? No, I, I don't. And I think we're going to find it very difficult. And I think it could still go down to the last game of the season against Burnley. OK, out of all the players who signed, who is your favourite player, Holly? Kieran Trippier, um, easily for me. I wasn't expecting us to get him at all. Obviously, he was at Atletico Madrid. Um, doing very well there. They won the league that last year. Um, and, you know, there was no real, I guess, pulling factor to come here because um, 
let's face it, you know, he was getting football at Atletico Madrid and, and he would have done probably better there. Um, but obviously, there is an exciting project here. He is coming towards the end of his career, so he will kind of want to go out with a bang almost. He has a chance to become a real uh, club favourite at Newcastle, I think. And ultimately, we've seen him in two or three games now. And I think every game he's being spot on. The best defender on the pitch. The best defender I think we've had for about five or six years. Um, he does a lot on the ball, off the ball. He's commanding the defence very well, taking on that kind of captain's role basically doing what Jamal LaSalle should be doing. So I think that Kieran Trippier is um, we're massively punching above our weight with him, to be honest, and I'm very grateful that we have him. Definitely a future captain as well, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. I've certainly got my eye on that. I think at the end of the season, it would be a good time to replace um, Jamal LaSalle with Kieran Trippier, and I think that will go down very well with the fan base. Okay, we always get the big questions when we do a show together, Holly, and it's from Ian McKenna. Neighbours has been dropped by Channel 5. What are your thoughts? I'm not a big Neighbours fan, personally. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so I'm not really bothered. Like, Is, I so... mean, you know, if Madge and Harold were in it and, um, you know, all the old favourites, then I would have been disappointed. Like, But it's never been the same since Kylie and Jason left, man. So, no, Ian... No, no, no real comment on that, but uh, I'm sure other people will have an opinion. Uh, Tom, thank you for flying the flag as usual. Yeah, please hit the likes, folks, if you don't mind. Uh, did you see the Leicester fan come on and pinch a Forest player after he scored? A punch, that must be, was it? This has to stop. It's starting to get out of hand again. So I'm presuming he didn't pinch him, which would be like just a little nip. Um, I'm presuming he's punched the guy, has he? I'm assuming that's what he means. I didn't see that. I got to see most of the first half and then I would like didn't get to watch much of the second half. So I'm guessing that's when it happened. I missed it. All right. Okay. Look, he's, he's corrected it. This is the problem sometimes when you're playing catch up with messages. He's come onto the pitch. He hasn't punched him or pinched him. All right. <laughs> okay. okay. So he's, he's come onto the pitch. Yeah. I mean, look, there has been a whole host of things over the weekend. And over the over the course of the season, I've got to be honest, I've seen it. I mean, um, I think it was it was at the Morecambe um, game yesterday where there was racial abuse towards people, and it was at the game where people came off the pitch. That both teams came off. I don't know whether they got the game finished. Um, you know, flares going off in grounds and stuff, and um, you know, people, you know, people just go, you know, people going a little bit too berserk. It, it, it is getting a little bit out of control, I guess, Holly, isn't it? Um, you know, at, at some of the grounds. Yeah, I guess at times it can be. I think that's just mainly down to probably poor policing. Um, you know, the stewards not really doing their job. But there is only so much you can do. Obviously, there's always going to be someone that manages to get past the security. And I think as well, the speaking about that um, Leicester v Nottingham Forest game, before the game, there was absolute carnage in Nottingham City Centre. And just it's just unnecessary, really. I mean, like smashing up places for what reason? I really don't know. I'll never understand that about football. I think some people just take it too far. And unfortunately for me, I feel like that ruins some games because most fans are behaving and then it kind of gives everyone a bad reputation because you've got one or two just behaving, you know, silly. Yeah, that I mean, and yeah, and, and and it spoils it for others as well, doesn't it? That's the problem. I mean, that that derby probably one that hasn't been for you know hasn't been together for a while. So you would imagine the police would be out in force, but you know they can't be everywhere at all times, and and, and unfortunately there has been has been problems there. Derek says, "Happy birthday, Holly's mum. I hope there was no singing in the Blades household." We had a rendition of the classic "Happy Birthday," but apart from that, we didn't want to torture her. Okay, Mark, hope you're doing well, mate, in America. Rare Sunday, tune in for me today. He says, no work, and the daughter's out with her mum for the day. Uh, problem with Shaw 
is one good game is usually followed by several nightmares. Burn and Lascelles for me until Fernandez is fit. Would you agree with that, Holly? No, um, I think Shaw is quite consistently decent. I think the only problem that we have with Fabian Shaw is um, kind of his fiery attitude on the pitch. He's got a tendency to get booked or get sent off. I think he's always a player that you're a bit worried. Uh, will he actually last the full 90 or will he get sent off? That's my worry with Shaw. Not so much as inconsistent form, but I think um, certainly the last few games, there's nobody better on the bench there to come in and replace him. Yeah, I mean, Fernandez again, It's I, I mean, it's certainly my first choice. Fernandez and Byrne, that would be my first choice. But, you know, Fernandez again was training across in uh, uh, Saudi and, you know, pictures of him looking all fine and dandy and looking very happy, but just never seems to be any closer to getting in and, and playing a game, does he? No, he doesn't. I think that's the problem with Fernandez. Um, again, I am a fan of Fernandez. I think he's a very solid centre back, but unfortunately, there's just so many questions there over his fitness. We don't know what's quite going on with him. When he comes on, he looks decent as well, but then he seems to be struggling and can't last the full game. He's even struggling for a 45 minute kind of shift. So um, I, I just don't think he's going to board well for the rest of the season. No, it's sad um, to see such a player like that not being able to get in. Uh, Jordy Toon for life. A Leicester fan came running on the pitch when Forrest scored. Punched the player after scoring. This has to stop. It's getting out of hand. Thank you. So it was a pitch invasion and there was a punch. So we finally got there in the end. But, Gary um, Milligan says, would anyone put Dummett alongside Dan Byrne? Personally, I would. Would you play Paul Dummett at centre-half? A lot of people have said this in the past. I've mentioned it. I think Dummett's a really good player. Um, the fact that he's been kept in the squad tells you that Eddie Howe does too. Is that somebody that you would play at centre-half if you had all your other centre-halves available? Yeah, I would, to be honest, because although Paul Dummett usually plays left-back, we have seen him at centre-back before, and I think he does equally as good at centre-back, if not better at times, and that's probably down to the fact that um, the rest of the centre-backs tend not to do very well, so it makes him look a lot better. But I think with Paul Dummett, he's got a good attitude. Of course, he's a Geordie, perfect player for a relegation fight. He always puts in 100%, and he's an old-school defender. Not so much, um, he doesn't try to get up the pitch and things like that, which other defenders that we have do, but he's always there just blocking shots and doing his job. So I think he's a very solid option. Probably wouldn't start him, um, start him in games unless there was fitness problems, and then, of course, I would, but definitely on the bench, and I'd bring him on for the second half. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Dummett's going to a big part to play, I think. If Lascelles has dropped his cap and it solves the problem of being undroppable, give it to Trippier now and have done with it. It's a great idea in principle, but again, that you know the problems that could cause in the dressing room in the short term, I don't think it's great. Um, what is this? You know, somebody saying was it Kieran Clark? Uh, maybe he's a, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's all about. Again, that's a comment which I'm chipping into, but don't know what the original question was. Do we expect Bruno to play on Tuesday night? Yes, is the answer to that. Surely, Holly. Yeah, definitely. And I can't wait to see him. I think there's been so much hype around Bruno. He's been tipped to be the next big thing, the, the player that we could potentially start to build a new team around. So if that's the case, I just can't wait to see him play. Yeah, oh, my ears was a reference to my singing, clearly. Dan Byrne is no better than Shaw. So playing him alongside Lascelles doesn't improve us from before, in my opinion. We have to start Shaw and Byrne. Would you agree with that? Um, I think they've both got slightly different styles of play. I think Shaw's someone who likes to get up into the midfield a bit more, try to chip in with goals, and he can do that when he's asked as well. I think he's got a good shot on him. Um. 
Burn, I feel like, is a bit more like a Paul Dummett. He's a bit more of a classic centre-back, and I think that he will improve the side. Um, do I think that he's better than Shaw? And probably not, actually. I probably agree with that. I think they're both pretty much like for like, but I do think he'll improve the defence, and I would rather obviously be playing him um, alongside Lascelles if that was if Lascelles had to stay in the team than Shaw because I think that he'll just have us drilled more defensively solid at the back. Yeah, lots of uh, people saying that Lascelles shouldn't start um, on Tuesday. Gary says, I thought that was the Eurovision Song Contest. Thanks, Gary. Is that a compliment? I'm not sure. Rachel, no. Steve singing again. Uh <laughs> Well done, Forrest. So Forrest must be through. Uh, I didn't see that game today. I did watch the earlier game, uh, which saw Liverpool, um, which saw Liverpool progress obviously against Cardiff. Decent game, decent enough game. Derek says Eurovision. Stephen Wraith, nil point. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Uh, Everton scoring three goals is worrisome, says Steve. Are you worried about Everton? Not really. Um... But obviously my mentality is like quite different because I think this season, like you said, I'd written it off and wasn't expecting a great deal to happen. But I still think we can beat Everton. I've got the belief there. I think we'll have a bounce. Look, other teams are improving. So are we. I think that winning that Leeds game will be a massive boost of confidence. And then we've got the new players to come in and impress. So for me, um, no, I think we'll be okay against Everton. Yeah, I do as well. You know, they haven't. You know, just because Frank Lampard has gone there, it genuinely it, it doesn't mean that they suddenly become like uh, Real Madrid overnight or Barcelona overnight. These, you know, you know, people do get carried away. Frank Lampard, yeah, okay, been there, done it as a player, done okay as a manager, um, and I think. Dan makes the point. Brentford was shocking. It's worth noting. So I would agree with you, Dan, one hundred percent. You know, the, you know, they, they aren't going to be coming into this game suddenly beating everybody. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting game. It'll be a tight game, I would say. Evening, Mark. He says, uh, "Not many Rafa fans these days." I'm glad he didn't come back. Holly, are you glad he didn't come back? <laughs> no, I'm not glad at all. That's all I need to say. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm still a Rafa fan, uh, Mark, but I'm still happy that we've got Howe as manager. Um, I, I wouldn't swap it now. Um, I, I think Howe's the right right fit at the right time, put it that way. Bring him in oh. as director of football, though. Just but he won't want to do that, Holly. Well, I mean, is he going to get another good Premier League job? I don't think so. I think in time he's just going to have to come to the fact that, look, he needs to retire. He needs to come in as director of football. Happy days. Okay, uh, jury is out for me on how I'll judge him in the next 10 games now that he's bought players. Christopher says, where would you uh, play Bruno? I'd probably play him um, in central midfield, probably alongside Joe Linton, and then I'd have, like, Fraser on the right wing and St Maxim on the left wing, and then I'm assuming obviously we'll play one up top, which is probably likely to be Chris Wood. Yeah, okay, which will please you, no end. Um, Mark says, one part of a manager's job is to talk to the fans. I like how how he speaks. He clearly knows the score. Yeah, he's, you know, this new regime are good at communication and how, you know, how is as well, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And I think that's something which has got a lot of fans on board with Eddie Howe as well. A lot of people are behind him. And I think that's because when he comes out and he speaks to the press, he represents the club very well. And that's a contrast to the previous manager because he was embarrassing the club on a weekly basis, whereas Eddie Howe always speaks very well. Um, and just he's just a professional person, which is exactly what we need. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Is this another must-win game? Uh, we draw or lose? Uh, Holly's already answered that. I, I think it's a must-win game. Um, we needed seven points out of that block of three games. Um, we got a we got a point against Watford. We got three against Leeds. We need to get three points against Everton. This is a much must-win game, Mark. This is a second bite of the cherry. Watford was a must-win game. We didn't win it. That put us into the Leeds game where we were full, of, where we were under pressure. Um, we expected to lose. We went down thinking we were going to lose. We've come back with three points. And because Burnley and Watford have drawn nil-nil, this has put us back in, in, a, in the shop window and a chance to get out of that bottom three and start opening up. Far better situation we could have ever imagined. Got to beat Everton. And it brings Everton right into it as well. We've got to win this game, Mark. It's, it's, it draws no good. It defeats no good. Um, you know, because it puts us right back under pressure. Um, and game's starting to run out. Um, so for me, it's a must-win game, Mark. We've got to get three points against Everton. No ifs, buts, or anything. We're at home. We're playing a game against a team that's still struggling, um, missing a couple of key players. We've signed five new players, and we've got to win. It's as simple as that, mate. Mark says, any comments on the new owners announcing the club is working towards being a living wage employer? Another class move, I thought. And I would pause to say well done to Steve Hasty. And Bill Corcoran, who were the people pushing for this. And Bill Corcoran, as everybody knows, at the Tyneside Irish Centre, been on the show before, Steve Hasty, part of the Three Amigos, and Geordie's here, Geordie's there, an integral part of this channel. Um, he and Bill were the only ones mentioning this to the club at the fans' forum. They were the ones pushing it forward. I've seen some on social media trying to rewrite the narrative and claim that other people... Uh, have, have pushed this forward. Boulder Dash. Rubbish. Garbage. Check the minutes of the meetings from the fans forum, the now defunct fans forum. Steve Hasty and Bill Corcoran were the ones who championed this, demanded this, asked for this. And the fact that the new owners have come in and done it, I think is fantastic. Really, really good. And uh, it's a class move, as you say, Mark. Holly, you're nodding your head. Yeah, I agree with everything you've said. I think it's a very good move for the club to make. Again, it's showing that more sense of community, um, improving Newcastle as a city, not just as a football club as well. And I think that it'll just mean a lot to people in the local area. Again, another thing which gives me a lot of confidence that these new owners are the right people. Yeah, 100%. I would agree 100%. Out of all the new signings, who do you think will be the best signing? Now, that's different for who is your favourite signing, Holly. Um I think the best signing will be Trippier. So, and my favourite signing is Trippier. I'm the same as you. Do you think Trippier will be the most influential, or do you think are you thinking more Bruno? I think this season potentially it could be Trippier because um, I just think he's what we need in a scrappy season. But I think in the longer term it'll be Bruno because if he lives up to the expectations and certainly what I've heard people say about him, then I think you know across the next three years or however long his contract is, um, I think he'll make a massive impact on this team. And I think he'll probably be potentially one of those players that we do start to build a new team around. And I just, like I say, I haven't really had the chance to see much of him play, but I'm really, really looking forward to watching him. Yeah, me too. And would you play Wooden Gale up front on Tuesday night, says Tom? Yeah, I'd like to see us play two up top. I don't think we will. I think we'll play one up top. Um, certainly for me, Wood and Gale's probably the best 
partnership that we have currently available. You could argue that you could stick someone like St. Maximum or Joe Linton in there, but I'd argue why? Because they're better played in their natural positions. So why not play them then and get the best out of them? Um, so yeah, I would do that. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Gail will get the chance again. Obviously still waiting for an update on Callum Wilson and I'm worried about that. I'm thinking it's going to be longer than March, which was initially said because um, it has gone a bit quiet. But yeah, that's what I'd love to do. Just don't think it'll happen. Okay, and what's this? N3WTON. We won't go down, I'm confident now. So lots of people changing their opinions. Here's a question. Are they Eddie Howe signings or PIFs? Hmm, good one. Eddie Howe's and the clubs, I think. What do you think about that, Holly? Yeah, I think um, Eddie Howe would have worked, you know, in conjunction with the owners um, and Jason Tindall and whoever else was happening with the signing. But I think, of course, Eddie Howe would have had an input there because they don't want to uh, bring in a player which Eddie Howe doesn't like and doesn't fit in with his kind of idea of how he wants to play football, doesn't fit in with his team. Um, it wouldn't make sense at all. So, of course, he would have had an input. OK, good questions coming in tonight. Uh, we'll come back to them after the adverts. Thanks to all our sponsors. Spider VPN for all your internet security. Google Spider VPN. They come up at the top of the Google search list. They are the boys to trust and will protect your computer from unwanted bugs. Skipsandbins.com. Telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract, free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks also to LNG Family Funeral Directors, 0191 and to Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD Hemp and Cannabinoid Specialists, www.thgohd.com. Thanks also to Arcot Interiors for all your kitchen necessities. You can find them at the bottom of Heaton Road. And Google Arcot Interiors, they come up at the top of the Google search list. Thanks also to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle. And the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. Thanks also to jabsignature.co.uk for all of the flyers that they do for us. Thanks to Media Arts for all the video work. If you're a first-time visitor to the channel, please subscribe. Hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner, and that's it. You can subscribe for free. We still do seven shows a week, and they are all free. Hit the thumb up underneath the video to like it. Click share to share to your social media, and drop into the comments box to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes and Spotify and other podcast providers. The show usually goes up 24 hours after the show. If you want to join the NUFC Matters cult and get a cup, a pen, a scarf and your membership card and entry into the monthly draw, put your phone over this QR code and it will take you straight to the website. Failing that, go to NUFCMatters.com and become a member. If you want to come and see Malcolm McDonald pre-match or post-match, we are at the Dog and Parrot. It's kid-friendly and it goes great food and beer and you can come and meet Malcolm in person before the match or after the match during the season make a donation to the food bank via nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk the match day bucket is operational 365 days of the year if you want to follow us on social media then go to nufc matters we've got a facebook group and we've got a facebook page and if you're into the true crime stuff that we do then follow steve rates true crime interviews and that is a facebook group my personal uh Twitter follow on page is at Steve Wraith and Instagram is Steve Wraith. Give me a follow on there too. Okay, regular viewers know that we have our regular section on the Holly and Steve show. So cue the music. 
Great role played, and uh, what have we got tonight? What delicacy have we got? Well, it's from Rocky Toon, uh, and he says, what Gino Fantastico would call sausage in the hole. Uh, so there we go. We've got uh, three small uh, Yorkshire puddings uh, with three sausages in and some chips. You know, it's, it's in principle, it's not that bad. It's a bit dry. It's like in gravy, but... It's just the way it's laid out. That's bad. <laughs> so it's getting marked down, let's face it, my presentation here. Yeah. And my expectations are low with presentation, but that is just strange. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know what to say about it, to be honest. Um, it's lacking sauce it's, for you, clearly. Well, it's lacking, it's lacking quite a bit. I mean, I like chips, I like sausages, and I like Yorkshire puddings. And I could get away with it if that was covered in gravy, maybe. But Rocky Toon, um, it's a good suggestion. It's made us laugh. Uh, but I think Holly's going to say no, and I, I think I'd certainly say no. Yeah, it's a no from me. It's like X Factor. Sorry, it's a no from me. Um, I'm not even going to do that thing where I think it's absolutely rubbish. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a definite no from me. And uh, because of that, uh, it's a no and it won't be included in the end of season thing. So you don't need to write that one down, Holly. Uh, there'll be more food extravaganza next week on Rate War Plate. Yeah, I do enjoy that section. It's something, it's something completely different, which has just come from nowhere, thanks to Milligan's and their uh, donations back in the early part of the season. Uh, I'm with Holly at this moment. We've got a hard fight to stay up, says Staffy. Uh, Rachel says, uh, I've said it numerous times before, and we'll continue to say it. We are staying up. And uh, Mark says, the bottom teams are so bad, a few wins and you're out of it. I'm not convinced those wins are coming, though. Okay, Tom says, I think we will stop up, wait until Wilson is back, unless we get a setback in his injury. Uh, Derek says, the players we've signed, apart from the loans, are willing to stay for this project. Uh, John says, Stephen Holly, do you think Target can provide a bit more ammunition, which might bring more out of Chris Wood? I would say 100%, John, because let's remember, uh, Matt Target, uh, Villa's player of the year last season, isn't just a left back, but he can also play left midfield. Um, and he can play wing back. So this is a versatile player. And that's what you need, versatility. Trippier is a versatile player. Um, you know, I think I think we'll be fine, mate. I think we'll be fine. So I, the answer to your question, John, is yes. Holly? Yeah, potentially, especially if he's in that left midfield role. I think we've brought him in as a left back, especially with... Um, why is his name left my head? <laughs> Jamal Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, Jamal Lewis, Jamal Lewis, I just don't know why. But um, yeah, especially with him being dropped from the 25-man squad now, I think um, that's why we brought him in. But he's a good player to have in there as a rival for Alan St. Maximin, who for me, 
Um, I think he adds stuff to the game. You know, he does uh, put off a lot of defences, but I think at times he is more of a hindrance than anything because he just tries to do too much with the ball, doesn't pass, uh, makes goal-scoring opportunities a lot harder at times. So sometimes you just don't want him in that team. Well, I don't anyway, and I think to put target in his position is a good, a good choice to have. Yeah, okay. Dan says the negativity. There's at least five teams worse than us, and we are one point from safety. Trippier will be captain, says Malta. And uh, yeah, in due time, I think. Trippier is captain material, says Staffy. Good evening, Julie. Hope you're well. Uh, six wins, two draws, 20 points keeps us up. Can we do it? 17 games left, says Apocalyptic Workshop. What's your views on that? Is, is it doable, Holly? It is doable, of course it's doable. Um, we're so, so close and we have been all season. We're in touch and distance. That's what's making it worse for me because there's still that bit of hope there. I, I just I just worry. I really worry. I just think there's something not quite right with that team because we'll go on a run where we're doing okay and then we can get beat again. And I think there's no point in getting full of uh, confidence off the back of a win or anything. That's for me anyway because we can quite easily get beat and we'll be back to square one. I still do think it'll go right down to the wire, if anything. Um, I don't think we'll totally drop off and end up at you know, bottom of the league or anything like that. But, um, I, yeah, I wouldn't like to say right now. Come back to me in three games. OK, Brian says, we've spent £93, uh, £93 million, pounds, Holly. We should stay up. Uh, Tom says, I haven't watched Neighbours or Home and Away for over 20 years. You don't know what you've missed. Um, Mark says, there is five worst teams, but it's not about that. It's about getting the points. Uh, uh, Harold and Madge, the proper days, says Malta, reminiscing about the good old days in Ramsey Street. Uh, John says he thought neighbours finished 20 years ago. Yeah, as soon it's as like went to friends. Channel... Everyone loves friends, and I don't like that either. I've never watched friends. I can't stand American sitcoms with, laugh with laughter in the background, it's not for me. Yeah. I never got into it, never liked it. Um, yeah, John, I think once it moved to Channel 5, I think it just died a death. It was never the same, and I know that they didn't start making it, but. I think you grew up as well. You know, I used to watch all the soaps back in the day. Is Mrs. Mandelston there? No, she's um, gone off to the spirit in the sky, mate, unfortunately, along with uh, a few of the other characters in that. Remember Joe Mangle? Yeah, he was uh, popular. Um, did he not come over and do pantomime and stuff over over in the UK? I'm pretty sure he did. He did the big breakfast as well, didn't he? Um, didn't we spend more than any other team in the world, says Mark? Yeah, I mean, that was, those were the figures. Holly tweeted that. You know what I mean? It just makes a hell of a difference. It showed the comparison between all of the transfer windows Newcastle have been involved in under Ashley and then <laughs> what we'd spent in this one. You know, brilliant, man. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Leicester fans were kicking off in Nottingham City Centre, hoying chairs and tables in a pub. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. Worst point, uh, worst, worst thing about that is for those individuals who get carried away or get caught up in the circumstances is the CCTV will have them all banged away in no time at all. Waste of time. Rachel Lilly says, Bouncer's dreaming neighbours was the end for me of watching. Yeah, Bouncer, well, that must have been the dog. And it had a dream. God, I'm glad I stopped watching before that. Um, I can understand the FA Cup games, the crowds are going mad, says Malta Whitty. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you get it. You know, big teams going to small clubs, sometimes is a, it's a recipe for trouble. Uh, Tony Finley says he has to go with Shaw and put Lascelles on the bench. Looking forward to seeing Bruno and the people at the club saw him training and said he is in a level above. You know, I think Eddie Howe is one of those managers who will promote, um, you know, will... He'll reward 
good performances. And I think that's what you need to look at. You know, the last performance, second half, was really good. And we got a win against Leeds. It was a hard result. I don't think we'll see massive changes in, 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 in the team. Not everyone is guaranteed to start. You know, it's very rare that somebody will go in and put five players in. I, I, I'm not sure that will happen. It'll be interesting. It's the most interesting team sheet for a long time. Darren says he's having Yorkshire pudding with jam. Mmm, lovely. No. We've what heard that mentioned before on this show. Is this a normal thing now? People putting jam on Yorkshire puddings. Surely Scott. So Darren, this must have been like this must have been like a spare Yorkshire off his dinner, which he didn't didn't manage to eat at dinner time. And he's decided to put jam on it. So what kind of jam is it, Darren? Have you put butter on it as well? I don't know. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting you've chosen this show of all shows uh, during the seven shows we do a week <laughs> to bring up that particular topic, of course, as well. Um, you may even take a photograph of this, Darren, and submit it to Rate War Play It. Um, it's a no from me already, I'll tell you that. Yeah. All right. I, I could have honey <laughs> on a Yorkshire pudding. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Oh, just nice. No. Right. And why does the type of jam make a difference? Like, is it okay if it's marmalade, but not raspberry jam? What is that about? Lime marmalade or orange marmalade on a Yorkshire pudding? None. <laughs> gravy or nothing. <laughs> We've established this. Oh, there's gravy as well. And then, the, like, the marmalade <laughs> on top. <laughs> See what you've started, Darren? See what you've started? Uh, with a name like Bloomer, you think you'd be having it on bread. Uh, my attitude is not really relevant. I'm not going out on the pitch trying to win. I am hoping the players don't think like me, says Mark. Getting a bit deep now in the chat. Um, if Bruno is as good as the clips I've seen, we're in for a treat. It looks like he can run for England or Brazil. He doesn't waste possession. Plus, yes, the, the clips look superb. It has to be said. Uh, do not expect Bruno to start on Tuesday, says Brian. Okay. Um, Ian making the same point here. Jam, are you mental, man? <laughs> I hope everyone's had a good weekend, Andrew. I have, mate. It's been, it, it, it has been good. I think there's been a, a lot of unity amongst the people on here and um, uh, John Owen's friends as well. And please, if you can, if you can spare a few quid, click the link at the top of the chat. Please donate to John's, um, John's, uh, just given page please just to go towards the funeral and the family julie says please keep all the comments respectful and respect all opinions doing a job in the chat there julie well done um tony just mentioning the fact that leicester fan got on the pitch and threw three or four punches the forest players look like some connected yeah ridiculous isn't it absolutely ridiculous is fernandez back training yes he was training in saudi pictures of him doing just that um darren says it's just pancakes butter ian Talking about Yorkshire's. It's just pancakes. Yorkshire puddings and pancakes aren't the same thing. Oh, no. I wouldn't I have don't... jam on pancakes either. Would you? Well, you see, when I have my pancakes on Shrove Tuesday, which is imminent as well, isn't it? It's coming up, Pancake Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, I'll have a savoury and they'll have a sweet one. So the savoury one, I'll have some, you know, like you have like maybe some cheese and stuff on it, chicken and whatever, you know, but you do like a savoury pancake. But then a sweet pancake, I'll have ice cream, some sugar, and some some uh, lemon, some Jif lemon. That's what I'll have on my sweet pancake. That's not that bad. I'm not. I'm not all about like savoury pancakes. That's just a no. But your sweet one's not that bad. Yeah, I guess it just saves. You know, you're making pancakes. So you might as well have a savoury one and then a sweet one. That's the mentality in our household, anyway. Positivity and negativity are infectious. The more positivity from everyone, the more positive the entire club will be. Uh, the most employees at Newcastle are still on social, says Dan, making a point about what we talked about earlier. Brian just says, "I'd rather have Eddie Howe over Lampard." Me too. 
Lascelles will partner Byrne on Tuesday, says Paul. I think most of us think that. I think that's the case. Ian says, um, if it was beef jam, I'd understand. Uh, getting back to this debate. Uh, send you a photo. Okay, Tom, um, I'll have a look at it later, mate. I can't get onto it now. I presume it's on Twitter. Two left-footed centre-halves with Dummett and Byrne, mind you, says John. Staffy says, how about poor Andy Carroll now being reunited with Steve Bruce for more cameo appearances? Yeah, what do you make of Bruce going back into management, Holly? Can you believe he's got a job? No, I thought Newcastle would have finished him off. I'm surprised he got a job the past like five times he's been sacked, but he still managed to somehow. He just keeps rising from the dead. I think it's ironic how he left Newcastle and he was like, oh, I'm not sure I'll ever get a job again. My mental health is so bad. The Newcastle fans called it a useless waste of space and whatever else he said. And then like, what, two months later, he's in a job at West Brom. It's a mockery. It is like, it really is. Poor West Brom. Uh, Steve Middlemas says, formation is a key for me. What will Eddie go for? Bearing in mind, Everton have just won and scored three goals against a poor Brentford team. But the, the formation is going to be key. Um, and Holly mentioned it earlier on. I think I don't think you've got much of an option, have you? You know, you're, you're going to play Wood up front on his own. It's whether they, it's whether they play somebody like Willock off him. Willock played better at Leeds. It was one of his better appearances. Um and it, it, it just boards, you know, I, I just think that that would be the avenue he goes down, I, I, I think. But, yeah, I think I think he'll play Wood up front on his own and that's it, won't he? I, I can't see him getting Gale into partner him. I don't think, I think Gale's days are known, but I, I just can't see him getting a game. I can't either, which is a shame because I don't think 5 4 the way forward. I'd much rather see play 4-4-2, but I don't think it'll happen in the next couple of games. Mm -hmm. Dave Havery, good evening. He says, happy birthday to your real mum, Holly. I'll always cringe that I must talk Geordie Gill for your mum at the protest. Classic. He wasn't uh, the Dummett, only one. Dummett loves defending, uh, says Gary, which he does. Uh, Disillusion says, I really enjoyed the Peter Beasley podcast last night. Thank you. Mark says, uh, defenders are not the only people who stop goals going in. Midfield is of huge importance. I wouldn't fancy having Shelby on whoever in front of me. Yeah, I would agree. Clark to the MSL. I've not heard that. Has he, has he got a move? Has he? I'm, I'm, if he has, good luck to him. Best of luck to him. Why are the nighttime game atmospheres better than day games, says John? It's a good question that I've always, I don't know, it's just something about the, the floodlights, isn't it? And, the, you know, it's a bit colder and you walk up to the ground and, you know, I, I don't know, people just seem to be up for it after work. Um, daytimes, I, I kind of put my finger on it. Is it just because is it, because people are more compass menders that haven't drunk, drunk much? I, I don't know. What do you think, Holly? I don't know. I think it might just be a case of like, obviously you've done whatever through the day, probably had a rubbish day at work or whatever you're doing. And then you just like go to the game and it's just like, it's just like a nice way to finish off a day, isn't it really? If we win, of yeah. course, if we get beat, then maybe not. Yeah, Ian's comment before, he says, oh, when somebody was talking about a guy punching a player, he says, was it Kieran Clark? I get it now, mate. I get it. Okay. I just hope Bruno remembers his socks on Tuesday, says Mark Byers. Holly, what is your team going to be for Tuesday night? So, um, that's on the spot. I know but, it is. That's what Tom likes to do. Right, so if we're going with not actually what I think will be played and what I want to see played, then I would go Dubravka in goal, uh, target at left-back, Burn and Shaw centre-back, and then Trippiat right-back. Midfield, I'd go Ryan Fraser right-wing, uh, Saint Maximum left wing, central midfield, Bruno and um, Joe Linton, and then board up top. Sadly. Wow. Okay, you heard it here first. Um, 
Dan says, Burns a lot better than Shaw. Look at any Brighton game this season. Uh, Brighton looked shaky yesterday as well without Dan Burn, it has to be said. We shouldn't worry about Everton. They need to worry about us. St. James's Park packed with full new players. The atmosphere will be electric. This is the beginning of something amazing. Toon says, I would have dropped Lascelles weeks ago. Uh, Darren says, it wouldn't surprise me if we play three at the back with Lascelles, Shaw and Burn, with Trippier right wing back and Target left wing back. Yeah, I think, isn't, yeah, that's what I said. That's what I like to see play. Oh, and I also forgot that I would play Gale up top with Wood because I realised I was missing a player. That's what I would do. Right, okay. Uh, Mark says, food question. As I'm sat here eating last night's Vindaloo warmed up for Sunday lunch, do you agree Indians always taste better warmed up the next day? I See, I just, I don't think I can really do that. I can't reheat the takeaway. I just feel a bit sick. Like, I can eat cold pizza the next day, but that's about it. I've, I've, I mean, years ago, that was something I would do on a regular basis, Mark, but I grew out of it. Um, you well, know, like rice I mean, and stuff, you're not supposed to reheat it. Well, this has been the bachelor pad days for me, like when I, I basically didn't have an oven. Um, I just had a microwave, so I didn't have much choice. So, yeah, I, I've done that on more than one occasion and I have reheated it. But I would reheat it to the point of it like almost being on fire, uh, making sure that it, I didn't get food poisoning. Um, so that yeah, Mark, it's it does taste all right, but yeah, I, I don't think I would revisit those days now. John says, considering J Seven is now a water carrier, is there still space for him in the team with Bruno? A better option when Holly's team, there certainly is. She would play him alongside Bruno. Hundred percent, I would. I think he's the best midfield player that we have. Okay, uh, Bruno looks great, but too much pressure, says Mark. I think the kid will handle pressure. 100%. He plays for Brazil. You know what I mean? And that's that's pressure in itself. Can't remember the last time I was that excited to see a new signing. When was the last time for you? Almiron, probably. Who was a bit of a flop, if I'm being honest. Good shout. Almiron, yeah. Um, Jeff Hendrick. Oh, my God. <laughs> um... <laughs> I've got to be honest, probably Demba Bar for me because I'd heard of him and I knew he could do a job and I was pleased he'd come to sign, although I was a little concerned about how he was going to play alongside Papa Cissé. Um, But yeah, Demba Bar was probably in, in the Ashley era, the last time I was actually excited about somebody coming in. Um, that's how low it got with Ashley. Don't worry about Van der Beek and Ali. Both won't be match fit. Haven't played for months, says Toon, which, yeah, it's a, it's a fair point. I, I wasn't worried about them either. Ian says, Everton have a good team, some really good players. We should be worried. But Lampard's eyes are too close together. I don't trust him. Interesting good. observation. Got some great, I've got some great comments. <laughs> uh, Mark Byers doesn't want to have a cold curry, which Rachel does. Tells us uh, a lot of discussion regarding the back four. My big worry is how we will score. We needed a striker. Wilson, it seems, is out longer than we believe. Going by these comments, yeah. I mean, we've mentioned that on the show. Tell it's you know, if, if we're not going to get any more goals, are we from? You know, from from players around it. it. It's down to wood. It's down to wood, and the service has got to be good. I, I still think we'll get goals from the midfield, and I think I think we'll see a few goals pitched in from from the rest of the team. That's what it's about. You can't just rely on your forwards. The, the midfield has to step up now. And whereas a couple of weeks ago, the only main threat in our team really was Saint Maximin running around like a headless chicken. Now we have 
a couple of other people who can cause a little bit of danger and pull out something special. So it's time for those players to step up. Could Brentford be dragged into the relegation dogfight? Never too late, John. That you know, they're in and around, you know, the that little group of teams that could one team goes on a bad run, um, then ultimately they could get dragged into it. So there's a few teams in that position. Uh Dan says he's also going to be buying Rafa players, not how players. Um, not sure what that was. Obviously missed whatever that was. Absolutely, Mark. I'd never reheat yesterday's curry has to be cold. Uh forget Rafa, consign him to the history books. Uh, lots of people saying that. No to Rafa, it will cause problems in the long run. Rafa is in the past. Leave him there, says Rachel. Tell us is the worry of uh, Rafa as a director of football. Um, I wouldn't want him upstage in house, says Tell. Lots of negativity towards that idea. Uh, was a good result, disillusioned. Um, uh, the nil-nil draw covered that uh, earlier. Um, Derek says, I offered West Brom fans a lorry load of cabbages for a cheap price. No take as yet. Just within reference to uh, Steve Bruce going there. John says, would you take four points out of the next two games? Okay. Well, bearing in mind, in my mindset, this game is still in the last set of fixtures. Um, that's where we need that three points. We then have Aston Villa at home. Now, that's another home game. So, breaking these three games down, Aston Villa at home, West Ham away, Brentford away. We need to beat Aston Villa and we need to beat Brentford. For me, I think we need to get... Seven points out of those three games. And I think that's doable. I think we can beat Aston Villa at home. If we can get a point away at West Ham, it's great. But West Ham, West Ham, we're no big shakes at St. James's. You've got to bear in mind, we just weren't fit at the start of the season. Um, and I think we can beat Brentford away. I genuinely do. But I would, I would take a minimum of four out of the next three. We've got to beat Everton. Got to beat Villa. You've got to win your home games. Could take a defeat, maybe against West Ham and get a draw against Brentford. So four minimum out the next three. But we've got to beat Everton, which is in that first block of games for me. So Villa, West Ham, Brentford, what would you settle for, Holly? Um, I think we probably need at least six points out of those three, to be honest. Um, for me, I think Everton will probably win. I think... Um, Aston Villa, I've wrote that one off because I think Aston Villa is a bogey team. I hate playing them. I'm just saying we're getting nothing from that. Brentford, I think we should win. West Ham, I think we've got a good chance of winning. I'd take a point against Brentford. So I think probably from the next four games, I'd probably say we'll get seven points. Okay. I hate to say it, but there's a chance Bruce could get West Brom promoted and we get relegated. The stuff of nightmares, that will not happen here. Now. I don't see that at all. Um, Darren Bloomer says, the final five games of the season worry me. We need to get something against the top six teams. Uh, Tyens says, Cardiff City in the building. Well played today. Really good. Cardiff looked good today. Um, great to see them score as well. It's always good. I mean, to go to Anfield and only come away with a, a narrow defeat like that, um, I thought it was, was fantastic. Uh, it was just a pity not to see Bobby Clark on the bench for Liverpool. There was talks of him potentially, but he was in the squad, I think, which didn't make uh, didn't make the... Um, didn't make the start, well, the, the, the subs bench. Trippier gets the standard of what this club will become under PCP, the Rubens and PIF, says Mad Mark, which is correct. Uh, Ian says, mystery solved. Saudi Prince's buyer of £450 million Da Vinci painting. The two-way Saudi, Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman is the buyer, according to US intelligence sources. This is, wow, just on a painting. 
Craig, you know me. That could have got one Harry Kane and a couple of other players. Um, I thought I was watching Tainties with the adverts, says Gary. <laughs> yeah, we've got to get them in, mate. We've got to get them in. We've got to get the sponsors in there, I'm afraid. Um, it's one of those things. Um, Brentford are terrible. Turn up. Uh, there and spank them for once, says Paul. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, Brentford are no great shakes, that's for certain. Seven from the next three games is a must for me, says Mark. Um, Mark Earlham says, Whenever we need to win, we rarely do, but we do win ones we expect to lose. That's just being Newcastle United. We have a good record down at West Ham, says Tony. Yeah, that's funny. They have a good record up here, we have a good record up there. Um, I think you're right. Uh, Brian says, what do you think of Matty Bondswell and Dylan Stevenson joining in senior training, Holly? It's it's always good to see players, younger players, get a chance in, you know, in, in and around the first team because that's the way they learn, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And even if they're not necessarily on the bench or in the squad getting game time, it's still good to see them in the training because I think they learn a lot by obviously just kind of training with our senior players who've done it for a long time. Brian says, I think it's lovely that the young Newcastle United fans won't have to be ashamed of the owners of their football club because they are now fantastic and should be proud of their efforts. Jan sent in the team. Debravka, Trippier, Shaw, Byrne, Target, Bruno, Shelby, Joe Linton, St. Maximin, Fraser and Wood. I think that's your team, isn't it? Apart it is. Apart from, I had Galen instead of Shelby and I played a 4-4-2. Yeah, okay. Uh, need. Oh, no. Yeah, this is still going on this debate. All right, Ian, the idea of jam on Yorkshire puddings doesn't repulse me, but I wouldn't eat it. Okay, now can we move on, please? Darren's team um, doesn't include any Yorkshire puddings with jam, but it does include Debravka, Trippier, Shaw, Byrne, Target, Bruno, Shelby, Joe Linton, Sir Maximin, Fraser, and Wood. So no Gale in that team either. I think it's just Layman... the one who's not going to get a chance. Yeah, I know. Liam, I hope you're well, pal. Thanks for your tribute last night, mate, on the uh, on the John Owen show. Much appreciated, mate. I've stuck the link in the top of the chat as well. I don't know whether you've seen it, Liam, but if you can share that to your social media for the uh, GoFundMe Just Given page, it would be great. It's a Just Given page, sorry. Uh, I think we're looking for a £1,000 to go to the family and just want to do a current check. It is up to 3500 now, so lots more people donating, which is great. Good evening. Every game is a cup final until the end of the season. I'm looking forward to seeing some new signings on Tuesday night. It's a massive six point and we need to get out of the relegation zone, says Elliot. Uh, Eddie Howe won't play five at the back, says Roger. Good evening, mate. Might see you on Tuesday. Mark says, evening, Stephen Holly. We need to be on Pickford's case from the mo from the minute Everton come out to warm up uh, till, till he gets back on the bus and leaves. <laughs> yeah, Definitely, I would dare. Tyrannosaurus Rex hands, no doubt about it. Uh, last player we had as good as Bruno was Ben Arthur. That lad was special. I hope he's better than Ben Arthur. I know where people are coming from with that, but I hope he's better than him. Uh, no team ever drops their captain, do they, Mark? No, they don't. And that's, that's why I think the cells will be in and around the team at the end of the season, unless he gets injured. Ian McKenna asking how you donate. It's pinned at the top of the chat, mate, if you can see that, and click on it, and you can donate. It's dead easy. Paul Gibson says, six seller. Two wine, beef in the slow cooker, and two cigars. Wow, Paul. What a way to spend Sunday night. Problem with every game being a co-final is that we are crap at co-finals, says Mark. So there we go. Uh, Holly, uh, let's get a prediction then. Newcastle, of course, playing Everton on Tuesday night. 7.45 kickoff at St. James's Park. It is sold out. COVID passes will no longer be enforced. 
at the ground now as we're moving into uh, a different era. I will be at uh, the Dog and Parrot in Newcastle with Supermarket at 6 o'clock. Team news, Callum Wilson is recovering from his calf problem. Martin Dubravka, Dummett, Fernandez, Joe Linton, Kraft, Ritchie. Uh, we're all missing from the side that played the friendly in Saudi Arabia, but most of them are expected to be in and around the first team selection when Eddie Howe announces who's available and who's going to play. Uh, Dubravka, Joe Linton and Kraft were involved in training though. Obviously, there are three possible debutants in, this, uh, in, in the shape of uh, Target, uh, Gamares and Byrne. And as for the referee uh, coming up uh, to St. James's Park that night, I believe it's Anthony Taylor. Um, this is the second game in charge of a Newcastle game this season. Uh, the first one was the 4-1 defeated Old Trafford. Chris Kavanagh is on VAR. For the visitors, the Toffee Men, um, Frank Lampard's first Premier League game. Um, and he's going to have a few players missing. Uh, Dekuri is missing. Delph is missing. Godfrey was the one who got injured yesterday. He was forced off yesterday with hamstring trouble. Uh, neither Donny van de Beek or Deli Ali featured um, following the de de deadline day signings because they were both cup tied. Uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin could come into contention but Tuesday after returning to training. Uh, of course, a couple of old boys in the team as well. Sam Salomon Rondon and Andros Townsend are involved in the squad, but whether they play or not, who knows? Uh, last uh, interesting stat as well Lampard's last two visits to Tyneside in were in charge of Chelsea and they ended in one defeat and one win. So, Holly, give us your prediction. Uh, you've already said you fancy a win. How do you see it going? I'm going to predict a 1-0 win to Newcastle. Um, a bit like the last time we beat Frank Lampard's Chelsea. It was a 96-minute winner, and I think it's going to be an extra-time winner again. Yeah, I've got exactly the same kind of feeling. It's going to be a one nil. It's going to be a 1-0 game, and I'm going to go for ASM. ASM to get the winner. Okay, that's my prediction. Uh, look forward to seeing you on Tuesday night. Uh, Holly, thanks as always for jumping on and doing this. Don't forget, NUFC Matters is back tomorrow night. Uh, Fans Forum uh, will be on at 7 o'clock uh, with Chris Hall and Pete Davey. Um, I'll be doing the Current Affairs show tomorrow night instead. We've got lots to talk about. Uh, me, Patricia and Lee will be on. We'll be talking about the Queen been on the uh, throne uh, for 70 years. I'm sure we might delve a little bit into uh, into Prince Andrew. We've got quite a lot of other stuff to talk about, um, including a, a rather interesting story this morning in the paper where one murderer has come out and said that, hold on a minute, I actually committed that murder, not him. And we've had a guy who's been locked in prison for 20 odd years. Do we believe him? Is it a load of rubbish? We'll be discussing it tomorrow night on News of the World. So tune in tomorrow night, 6 till 7, for the News of the World. But that's it from me and Holly. Have a good Sunday evening, whatever you're doing. Take care, Holly. Bye-bye. Bye. Talking to myself again Pretty